good morning this is dr debbie reynolds the simply southern vet and i wanted to um as i alluded to before give you a little more information about the pets of the homeless that i see and i was going to give you um, an example of three of the people that i met recently and i talked about pepper jack and um, some of the other dogs that i met all of them are well cared for um, but they're unable to get anywhere for help, uh, lack of transportation, lack of funds. So that's why I'm bringing this to them. But, um, and none of this would have been on my radar without one of my clients. Um, there's a prior story on, on how this all came about, but I have become, um, more passionate than I wanted to become over the population of homeless people and their pets so it took a lot to get their trust to let me in and as the weeks and months click by I'm learning why that is because there are many people who decide to cast judgment over the situation and um, if they get their hands on their pets they don't necessarily get back to them and that's something that really um, really I guess that's when I realized how impassioned I was about the situation because um, they don't they don't know the details of it and anyway that might be a separate podcast however this podcast I wanted to tell you about Pepper Jack and Pepper Jack's owner he kind of in, he kind of put a voice and a face to the reason I do this and when I was treating Pepper Jack, which was just for um, routine care, went down there and make sure they were all vaccinated, dewormed on heartworm prevention. And um, I didn't have a chance to talk to many of them because I was really busy working, but I did um, talk with Pepper Jack's owner for a few minutes and he's obviously got some problems and uh, he just, he really voiced that, you know, with a tear in his voice, as you would say, and probably a tear in his eye, that the only people that have loved him in his life is his mother and this dog, Pepper Jack. You know, she's really, he's, he voiced that she gives him a reason to wake up in the morning um, if he had he didn't say this well maybe he did he has said this um, if he had a meal and there wasn't enough uh, even enough food for him he would give it to pepper jack he loves her so much and she is such a huge uh, reason for him to keep trying and going on and and it's just when i saw that bond between them um, he said she's like a daughter to me you know when you don't have anything or anybody and you have something like that, that human-animal bond can be something that keeps you alive and keeps you going. And that's one of the reasons, you know, obviously I want to care for the dogs, but obviously I have a heart for the people too. And to give, um, give Pepper Jack's owner um, support that he needs. We went back one day and microchipped her um, because he was thinking of relocating and he was so worried that something would happen to her. And 
Um, obviously, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. He has to have some kind of contact that knows where he is all the time um, because he doesn't have an address to put down. So we had to think through this and we did microchip her and I'm so glad we did um, because there have been some issues that have come up with him trying to get into a rehab program and someone fostering him and uh, I'm not, that's a person that's trying to release judgment over the situation and um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Pepper Jack, but if I have anything to do with it, she'll be back with Jamie. And the other person I met was this lovely lady um, who had a dog named Little Girl and she had waited for everyone to get everything they need. Well, she wasn't even there. I never even saw her. And then at the end, this gentleman brought her up and he said, she's got a little dog. I said, well, go get her. You know, we'll take care of her. And she said, I wanted to make sure everyone else got what they needed first. Um, and this was this, the community living out in the woods. And, and uh, I said, well, I have plenty. You know, there's, you can be, we have time and we have the supplies and we want to take care of a little girl um, who had an eye problem and something else going on. But I thought how kind it was of her who didn't have any way to get her dog treated and any money to do it, but to sit back and wait for everyone else to go first. And that's the kind of heart a lot of them have. Um, and then the, the last gentleman I'll mention, um, he brought his dog, we took care of her, and we were leaving, about to leave, and I saw him talking to the lady that brought us there, and he raised up his shirt, the back of his shirt, and his back had injuries I couldn't even begin to explain to you, you would have to see it to believe it. Um, it was really bad and I went up to him and I asked him if I could look and he said that during that last snow we had that weird snow period this was in February uh, but I went in March so he had the injury had happened many weeks before I got there he said he was sleeping close to the fire to be warm and he rolled over into the fire and his back was burned. And I cannot believe the extent of the injuries on his back. And just thinking about how bad that must have hurt and you can't keep it clean. It hurts to wear clothes, it hurts to be cold. I, I just can't even wrap my head around how something like that, how you get past and go beyond something like that. He didn't really have any medication he was taking for it. He found some antibiotics, thank God. Um, and then the lady that was with me took him, this was on a Saturday, on Monday she took him to uh, a doctor who sent him immediately to the med in Memphis where he had surgery and skin grafts and um, stuff he should have had weeks before. I just could not believe the extent of the injuries that he had endured and thinking about how someone navigates through that, um, especially on your own, but with the community that you're in. Um, man, that was, that was a real 
uh, thought process for me to go through of how he did that in the cold outside alone with no medical help and the pain I can't even imagine the pain he must have been in so just meeting a few people like that have really um, shifted my thought patterns as to the homeless population and I don't know every reason of why everyone is there, but it is not my place to um, decide who should, who made bad decisions and who didn't make bad decisions. I've made bad decisions, but um, by the grace of God, here I sit, and I just want to try to be there to support them in my gifted area, which is taking care of their fur babies. So that's an important thing for them and I'm glad I can help them with that and I just wanted to kind of share their stories with you a little bit so you can kind of um, put a character to a person and maybe um, you know these are the truly homeless I know there are scammers out there too but I mean, these are the ones I'm going out into the woods and they're coming out to, to see me. And I have kept in touch with them, um, have tried to. They don't have phones. Um, I called the gentleman, I called the med when he was in the hospital and spoke with him um, several times and just trying to keep up with them as best I can. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of uh, information about the, the population there and the people um, they're real people with real feelings and real problems that are way um, different from ours and they don't have access to help like we do and the truly homeless population um, that's something I'm still learning about and I'm glad I am because that wasn't something that was on my radar before I met my client who drug me out to Nashville on 2nd Avenue and ever since that day um, I've been going forward with his with his uh, mission so that's what Keeper's mission is about a little bit and that's uh, my story for today thank you so much for listening